Hebrews chapter 1. It says, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things. And through him also, he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. That the Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being, sustaining all things by the power of His Word. The author of Hebrews is letting us know that things are changing now. In the past, He used to speak through us to the prophets and, and in various ways. But now He has revealed Himself through His Son, Jesus Christ, and He has appointed Him heir of all things. And through Jesus, whom also he made the universe. That everything that happened in creation was a result of the Son's participation. Now we did not know this when we read Genesis 1. We, don't, we didn't see it and they didn't see it because they didn't even know that God was preparing a, a son, preparing a sacrifice that would one day give his life for us. They didn't see it. And so in the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, they didn't know that Jesus was right there, but we do now. And the author of Hebrews writes, In these last days he has spoken to us by his Son, who appointed heir of all things, and through him also he made the universe. That everything that we consider and know about the world in which we live, it was all through Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that he sustains. He's sustaining all things by the power of his word. I want you to know that your life, your future, your past, your present, everything has been held together by Jesus Christ. I think that is so cool to know that every single mistake that I made and every single thing that failed and every single time that I tried my best but just came up short, I did not fail because I have been sustained by the power of his word. That the mission and the purpose that God has created you to do and the call and the abilities that he has given you to do will not fail because the one who is able to sustain you is the one who created this universe. The one who was there at the beginning. And Jesus Christ who is appointed heir of all things and through whom he also made the universe. He is sustaining everything by the power of his word. I don't know about you, but I want to know the power of Jesus. I want to know him because he is the one who is able to make it all happen. He is the one who is able to take a world of chaos and darkness, a world that was formless and within was void, and he is able to take that and make it into something so amazing. That is the power of Jesus. And so during worship this morning, when I was listening to the Spirit of God, Jesus was speaking to me. The very creator, the very one who created all things was speaking. And when he speaks, it comes to pass. When he speaks, it comes to pass. 
When God has blessed you, he gives you the ability to do what he created you to do. He gives you the ability to fulfill the purpose in which he's granted. I'm telling you, we cannot run this race discouraged or disappointed. We cannot live this life with our head hang down, hanging down because the one who sustains everything is on our side. I don't know if you know this, but we win. Sorry to ruin the story. Sorry to unveil the plot, but we win. There are times we used to watch movies with my sister-in-law, Christina, and I said we used to because she will ask us questions on something we have never seen. And she would say, do you think? I don't know. Do you wish? I don't know. Do you? I don't know. But the one who knows, the one who sustains, the one who holds, the one who creates, the one who breathes life into everything is on our side and there is nothing impossible that God cannot do. Turn with me to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And we know that he's talking about Jesus, who will be later revealed. But I want you to begin to understand the picture that John is painting. In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was the one who was with God, and the Word was God. He was not like God. He was not with God he, in a sense that he is a separate individual. He's of the same nature. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. You notice twice the beginning, the beginning, because at some point in time, God created at, at a moment, not 20 or 14.5 billion years ago, but when God decided to make it happen at a beginning, at a moment, Through him, verse 3, all things, through Jesus, all things were made. And without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. I want you to know that the one who sustains everything by the power of the word is the one who can shine light into the very darkness of our life and speak to every fear and every doubt and every worry and every pain and every suffering and everything that we ever considered unstable, he is able to shine light. And the Bible says the darkness has not overcome it. It cannot overcome it. It will not overcome it. Why? Because Jesus, the one who made all things, the one who made all things, and without him nothing was made, Jesus is the one who sustains everything, and Jesus is the one who creates everything. Jesus is the one who establishes everything, and Jesus is the one who will come into your darkest moment and shine his creative light into that darkness and make you an overcomer. It's Jesus. The author of Hebrews, Hebrews reminds us that, that he, he's speaking through his son now and that his son is the one who, who created this universe and he sustains everything by his word. John is telling us that he was there in the beginning 
He was there in the beginning and he shines light in life into all mankind. Think about that, that God has the ability to bring life into your situation. Got a chance to watch basketball. We, um, we had my sister-in-law and her husband stop in last night and along with their parents and and they're big sports people. I mean, they love watching sports. And I mean, whether it's curling or, you know, cornhole. And, uh, and uh, Lowell asked me, he says, uh, the game wouldn't happen to be on today, you know, on your TV, would it? I said, as soon as I turn it on, it'll be on. And so we got to watch the NBA finals. And, um, and Phoenix came out and they were just amazing just could not miss they were shooting like 78 percent in the first quarter and it was just an amazing performance and they doubled the score of of milwaukee and it seemed like all hope was lost the whole auditorium was just roaring with excitement and just like that things turned in the second quarter and milwaukee came out of nowhere and took the lead and ended up winning the game at the end. An unbelievable moment. What happened? The coach came in and breathed life into his team. Probably with some choice words, and you know, but he breathed life into that team and said, come on, guys, we can do this. Because there is a coach on the sideline that believes in the talent and the positions and the players that he has and knows what they are capable of doing. And he says, I got a plan. I got a plan for you. And he begins to tell them, we need to do this. We got to make this adjustment. And he breathes life into that team. And all of a sudden, they came out in that second quarter, and it was completely different. And it was an amazing finish. Sometimes we play the game of life and we seem like we're just struggling. It seems like that it is always working against us. God, how come it has to be so hard? How come it never seems to work right? How come we're always hanging by a thread and it never seems that we can overcome and get past this moment? I want to tell you something. If you just listen to the coach, he'll breathe life into your situation and he will shine light into your situation and you will see that your coach knows how to make you an overcomer because he believes in your talent he believes in your ability he believes in the purpose in which he has created you to be because he is the one who spoke that into you and we just need to turn to Jesus Hebrews tells us that he made the universe and he sustains everything by the power of his word John tells us that Jesus was there in the beginning and that through him all things were made and without him nothing was made and that he gives life now let's look at Genesis chapter 1 as we take us back to the beginning. The Bible says this, Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty and darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. I want you to see something here. That at the very beginning, when the earth that was covered with these deep waters, because land will not appear for a few days later, but the earth that was covered with these deep waters, the Spirit of God was hovering. And that ideal of hovering is, is not just 
just like a, you know, a, a movement, but it really is about stationary, about over-protecting, as almost like a bird protecting its nest. He's hovering. There's no movement here. It's just this idea that the Spirit of God is over this. The Spirit of God is over this. And what have we learned from Hebrews and John? What have we learned from the New Testament? That Jesus is right here too. That God is there in the beginning. Jesus is there with him. And the Spirit of God is watching over this. I want you to know this. That even over things that seem foreign and, and void and empty and chaotic. Even when you think that everything in the world doesn't make sense. That your God has always been there. And he has always been over you watching and protecting you. Because he has a purpose. He has a plan. And out of your chaos and out of your darkness and out of your 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 sense of lostness god is going to do something amazing if you just trust that the father and the son and the holy spirit have never left you never abandoned you never quit on you that he is protecting the moment that he is going to bring life into your situation if you just hold on let god do his thing let god do what he's designed you to do let him create let him build let him establish but first you got to trust that your father and your savior and the spirit of God has always been over you watching you protecting you and he is going to take what you think is void and 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 formless and empty and he's going to make something amazing if you just wait and see that your life your plan your purpose your call is going to be good and at the end of creation God said it was very good and I know that God has a plan and a purpose for every one of you you don't see it but if you hold on God's going to step back and say it's very good because Jesus has the ability to sustain you. Jesus has the ability to breathe life into you. And Jesus has always been there protecting you in the beginning. In the beginning. The problem that we have, and I'll speak personally, the problem that I have is I'm always looking at the end. I'm always, always trying to find out what's at the end. You know, all those Marvel movies have messed us up because we wait and sit at the end of trailers or the end of the credits hoping some little, little bit comes up at the end. I, I remember sitting through a whole five minutes of credits and nothing happened. How disappointed I was because I was always looking at the end. But where does the movie start? At the beginning. We're so focused on the end. God, how are you going to do this? God, how are you going to change something that seems unchangeable? How are you going to make something that seems so chaotic? How are you going to fulfill what you've asked me to do when I know, God, that it just is not possible? That's when you go back to the beginning. And you say, God, I don't know the end of the story. I don't know what's going to happen on day two or day three. I don't know what's going to happen next year, next month, whatever. I don't know what's going to happen at the end of the story. But I do know this, that if I trust that my Father and my Savior and the Spirit of God is over me, you can take chaos and make it into beauty. You can do this, God. And one day I'll be able to step back and see how good you've been. So don't run to the end of the story. 
Go back to the beginning and trust in your Savior who has always been there and the Spirit of God who's always protected you and the Father who always loves you. Go back to the beginning and start there. Don't look at the end. Don't let worry and fear and doubt and concerns keep drawing you to trying to figure out how. But just go back to the beginning and trust in God who will sustain you, who will breathe life into you, and who will watch over you every day of your life.